Hello, and welcome to Boss Talks, a weekly podcast where we chat with the bosses of the multifamily industry. Who are these bosses? They might be a manager of many, a leader with no title, or just passionate about what they do. Join our host, Evan Happel, Director of Marketing at Community Boss, as he talks with this week's guest. Welcome to Boss Talks. I have a great guest today, Dwayne Bryant. He's out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and he's going to speak a lot about his experience both in the industry of multifamily, but also the things that led into that, just transformational things in his life regarding being a competitive wrestler and other things like that. So without further ado, we have Dwayne Bryant. Thanks for being here, Dwayne. It's a it's an honor to have you. I really want to give people opportunities to speak that are doing great. They're a boss in what they do, but give them a platform to speak. And I made an appeal out onto the internet, I think LinkedIn, and Dwayne, you responded. And so here we are. So if yeah. you could give a little bit of back history to everybody, who you are and how you got into this industry, that would be great. Awesome. And quick point to the boss talks, you're a boss of your own actions and you're a boss of your own attitude. So no matter what your title is, you do have your own leadership for yourself and how you handle things, obviously in personal life and professionally. But once again, great platform. I appreciate the invite. And But myself, I actually graduated from University of Southern Indiana in 2004 with a BA in advertising, came home looking for that big job out of school and ran into a friend of mine who we talked about real estate, which I wanted to get into originally. And come to find out she was a property manager. It threw me off a little bit, but she got me in when she said free rent and free cable out of college. That's how I got into the property management industry in 2000 and just continued my way. Just saw a lot of ups and downs on how the industry is. I think my first couple of years, we had four different property management groups that we either came in and started managing or we was in receivership and those things. So I learned a lot of those things early in my career. But to this point now, I work out of Greystone Property Management managing broker, broker on record, as well as a corporate employee where I get the opportunity to travel at certain times to help train, also be a part of acquisitions prior to COVID and those things that hit uh, and had a little bit of uh, investment uh, opportunity as well. Tell us a little bit about, I guess, the history of maybe even before you got in the industry. You told me a few stories of just what, I guess, gave you framework for leadership and there's a few different things that you mentioned to me, the three E's and the three D's and how that came from your time as a wrestler in high school. And I don't know if, did you do that in college too? No. (laughs) As a high school wrestler, that's enough. And it sounds like you were pretty good at it. Just how that was transformational and how you had mentors and coaches that to this day has set the framework for who you are as an adult. Sure, sure. So I wrestled for Lawrence North High School here in Indianapolis. And at the time we were a powerhouse. My brother was the class before we came in as eighth graders and they won state. And then we came in that freshman year, we won state as well. I missed out on the state ring by one point, internal wrestle off. So I won't go into that, but I lost it by one point and we won state that year. But on our wall, we had really four Ds. I mentioned three Ds, but three Ds was the desire, dedication, determination, and then also the umbrella to go over it is discipline. And so at the time you're in wrestling and you're young. And to this day, now those three Ds and four Ds, I make sure that's a part of how I do professionally and how that incorporated through to the three Es 
education, exposure, and experience. Education, like I said, I have a, a college degree in advertising, but the education to go into college, learning how to live, just education in general, how it helped me with my career. Now I started off in leasing. I was a leasing manager at one point, but I always wanted to make sure I learned my craft in leasing, no matter how long I was in it, how good I was at it. I always made sure I educated myself on looking at or talking to other people who are in the industry to see how they go about it. Product knowledge, uh, knowing my product for the property I was at during the course of my career. Also exposing myself once again to webinars and going to your social networking, young professionals, Indiana Apartment Association classes, and then the experience. You get the experience every day that you go in. Those three Ds or four Ds contributed to those three Es. You got to keep that desire. You got to keep that determination and dedication while you're getting yourself educated, exposing yourself to the industry and to your craft, and then also going to find that experience. And that's a, from an individual standpoint. And also this is boss talk. So from a leadership standpoint, you want to make sure you educate the people that you also have an opportunity to help train, also expose them to a couple of things during the course of your training, as well as give them the experience from taking them on your mock when you take them to go tour an apartment, hey, take me to an apartment and show me how you would sell this particular apartment home to a prospect. So once again, education, exposure, and experience helped me get to this point because I took my cam, those particular things to help me learn how to better myself and, and my craft as well as leadership. Yeah, that's great. Thanks for sharing that. And I think it's cool that the things that you learned early on stuck with you and you applied them to other parts of your life. And I really like the three E's and three D's because I think it does pretty well encapsulate. If you're new to an industry, if you're new to a job, the best thing you could do is educate yourself. Yeah, you come in with your education, but to expose yourself and educate yourself further in whatever it is you're doing, like even my current job, it was a different job than I've previously done. And I had to get exposure, I had to educate myself, get experiences, try new things in order to understand like what's going to work well or what doesn't work. Yeah. Just because it's out there doesn't mean it's the thing you should do. But until you like learn from other people and even try it, you don't know if you like it. What are your takeaways, things you've experienced, jobs you've done that you've enjoyed some maybe you haven't enjoyed yeah. but still learned from starting back in college i got the opportunity to get an internship at accident marketing in evansville and i thought i was going to be the big advertising guru when i got out and the person that was mentoring me after i was going quite a bit they seemed really stressed like they had a bunch of deadlines and those things so immediately i was like no i didn't want to go into that going out of college just from my experience from that internship and I turned into referring back to real estate, which I ultimately wanted to get back into. I was exposed to that. And then I went into property management. And I, once again, first job of college, wanted to do those things. But I learned that I love the leasing side. I love the salesmanship because I've always been in sales. But I also learned that I love helping and teaching people. Once I got the experience and I knew what I was saying, I love the part of being able to go to all our states in my portfolio to help out. And from acquisitions of walking the apartments to that particular piece versus going back to those particular properties and sitting down with the people now that their property is within our portfolio to teach. I mm -hmm. love that particular piece. And the more I saw that I was able to teach, the more I learned, the more I grew in myself. Because sometimes you view yourself as something until you're exposed to something else. 
And so that kind of rerouted my thought process. So still have those goals, but with those experiences of going to different places and different properties and learning that I truly love the leasing position, the sales position and how it affects the bottom line, but it also affects that particular person going forward in their career. Since you've figured out like what you love how do you apply that to what you're doing now? Are you able to do teaching and mentoring in your current capacity? Or is that something you want to move towards? I have. I'm moving toward it as well individually and then within the company I work for. So yes, ultimately development and ownership, investment, uh, that's my own personal goals. But to always have that particular piece of my pie always available. So whatever our company I work for, somebody reaches out to me to mentor somebody in the leasing position or sales position, always open to that. So yes, I, I see myself as going forward with that. But even if I teach a class through IAA or uh, just once again, with virtual classes, you can teach as well. So those opportunities, anytime, if I get that, I would definitely have the passion to, to do that because I know where it got me. And I know where it can take somebody else and then be able to give them my experiences, brainstorm together, teach them things that they literally might not know if they're just starting out on leasing all the way to people who are who are versed in leasing and just brainstorming on seeing how we can get better at our craft. It seems having opportunities to do the things that we really like, it's always good to do that and incorporate it into our jobs. It makes work less feel like work. So I think <laughs> being able to do that would be awesome for you personally. And I think others benefit from people being in the places that they are the boss of, that they are passionate about, because the energy they put off when they're doing that thing is so much more lively. If you love something, people can tell. It's easier to learn from somebody that's teaching you and they're passionate about the subject and they're very obviously well-versed in it and knowledgeable than somebody that's just teaching something they haven't actually done or they just know the article yeah. stuff. So. Can I revert back to those three E's from a leadership yeah. standpoint? Because I, I think about it as far as my career, where I had people who gave me like the human interaction education and was willing to expose me, willing to say, hey, even if I was on site working, they allowed me to go on acquisition trips. They allowed me to be at the table. They allowed me to be in the room. And so that's to me with leadership, whoever is in leadership, if you think about there's somebody out there who's wanting to do more than that leasing particular part or a system and property management. So once again, reverting back to those three E's is if you take Dwayne under your wing and now you're giving him the human interaction education on top of taking a CAM or national apartment leasing professional, also exposing them, giving them the opportunity to be in the room, to hear the vocabulary of the next step in their career. What is lost to lease? What's gained to lease? Do you know what the box score report consists of? Why is it important? What is the bottom line? All those things. When you take somebody in those three steps, in my mind, that's how I framed it, to be able to stay within the structure of what I'm thinking. That allows somebody else, you're able to impact somebody's career going forward and then give them the experience. You can read a book and then if you don't ever go take the test and then go actually, you learn to pass the test, like in real estate, mm -hmm. to pass the test. But if you right. never get the experience on writing an offer or sitting in a room with originators and understanding what LOIs are and all those reports and acronyms, then what's the good of the education and exposure part? So that's how I frame my thought process when I'm reaching back out to leasing agents. Last one I was at, we would talk and we would go over certain terms. And obviously we go over day-to-day -day operations, but I'll walk in the morning time 
And this morning, my phone ringing, people might come in, pop quiz, what's gained the least? Pop quiz, pull up your box score report, because that's the experience of being able to not only have the education and be exposed, but now you have to apply it. And then in my mind, that's how you get better on top of the experience or the education and exposure that you get. So that from a leadership standpoint, that's how I frame it for myself to give back to people, not just leasing agents, but that's just been my professional career. But in general, that's how I think about it. The desire, dedication, determination, that's on you as an individual. But you always want to try to, hey, this is what I've done. This is what I do. This is what I'm willing to do to get to that point. And then that discipline is the umbrella over those three because things are going to happen. But you need something to you need that umbrella. People are saying you need to do this. I don't want you're not getting opportunities. You need to be able to put that umbrella discipline up to block all those obstacles out. Yeah, that's really important to remember. And you got to keep dedication, determination, and desire at the forefront because even in a job that you don't particularly, you got to think about like, where am I headed? And if you don't know where you're headed, probably should think about it. Yeah, (laughs) maybe. Yeah. If you want to make it a career of what you're doing or you want to make it to the next step in that career, definitely important to, to keep those. But I think it's a cycle. All those things play together continuously. You got to educate yourself. You got to be determined all the things over and over again. Ecosystem is a healthy ecosystem for yourself. You mentioned you had some things that have happened in your life that early on happened and then more recently happened that gave you an understanding of what you perceived yourself to be and then what the perception of others were. And you said you, you had some really cool experiences that have happened to bring that full circle. So I'd love to hear that. Exactly. So I'm in my new cycle of the three E's and the constant three D's and discipline and environment with real estate investment and development. So my frame of mind is now like the built environment, built spaces. How do I affect communities? How can I positively affect communities, stability, sustainability? Prior earlier in my career, just not to mention the company, we were on acquisitions to Houston. And so I always pride myself. I wear a suit and tie and a lot of people who know me, I always, not to say I'm the best dressed, but that's just, I always wear a suit and tie. Even if it's summertime, I know I'm going to be on a plane, I'm going to be in a rental car, get to the hotel. Next day you dress appropriately. As we got to all the teams from the different portfolios or the states, I should say in the portfolio, we arrived there. And, and so I don't want anybody to feel uncomfortable. This is, I'm not the victim by any means, but it's just about perception and value of yourself versus what other people. One person said, you're the best dressed maintenance person I ever seen. And so believe me, I've been in the industry long enough to know how vital maintenance is. We're all one team. We just have different job tasks. I know how vital to the bottom line and to our residents maintenance is, but that was the first, that was the first thing they said to me as far as when we linked up to go get our rental car, I'm the best dressed maintenance person I've ever seen and I'm in a suit and not that cause I work at corporate, that means anything. I just, that's where I work at. And so that was eye opening for myself, but to make it full circle, I just went to a urban land Institute regional summit that was put on by the women's leadership initiative this past week. And it was here in Indianapolis. So I got to go. The first night I was sitting at a table with dynamic people, just a bunch of brilliant minds. And one lady was sitting next to me from Nashville. So we talked about the city. We talked about the summit so far, network, exchange names, contact information. And so the next day, first thing in the morning, you have your opening remarks. 
And so I went and got some coffee and came back. And that particular person was on stage, the first speaker. I'm like, whoa, I just sat shoulder with this person. And so I'm talking about after she came off stage, I was ready to go. I was pumped. I was ready to go build whatever I could. I had so many ideas. I wrote down notes, so many different things. And so the day went on. And so the next day, that was the last day I was sitting by myself and her and another colleague that I met actually sat with me. And so they went and got coffee and a breakfast. And when she got back, she said, oh, you're speaking today because I have my laptop out. And I was just checking email as I was waiting on the day to start. And for me, I'm in a room that I'm in a room with engineers, architects, property developers, finance, marketing, like a bunch of brilliant minds. And that's like my first one. And so I'm in the room just happy to be there. And she thought I was going to be on stage speaking. So perception and value from the person who thought I was in maintenance with a full, I was looking good at it, with a full (laughs) suit on right? Versus somebody who just met me and thought I was in the realm of being able to speak about real estate development. So that gave me two spectrums of how do you value yourself? Mm -hmm. How do you perceive yourself? Because people will have different perceptions and values of you, right? But as long as you keep that perception of yourself and the value of yourself, the companies will recognize it over time and the perception of, hey, now in my head, I'm a proper, I'm a real estate developer. Obviously, I have a career in real estate. I have a career. I love where I work at now. Greystone, I love it. But I also have a frame of mind building now literally and figuratively in the property or real estate development investment world. So that to me, somebody who might take that as a value, please understand your own value, increase your value with education, exposure and experience. And if you don't get it from somebody who's a mentor, you can go get it yourself now with the day of technology. You can YouTube real estate investment, multifamily, construction finance, finance fundamentals of real estate, performance, Excel, all those things. You can expose yourself to that and eventually never stop asking about mentorship because if you see all these ceos are on 60 minutes or all these people that are successful what they do a lot of them mention that they still have mentors so never stop seeking a mentor because those are the people who give you the human element of the education exposure and then there's nothing like talking to somebody about a true experience instead of having to read a case study versus that that's really good advice I think it also is applicable to exposure. You jumped into a room that you felt like, quote unquote, unqualified to be in because of the people that were there. You went, you put yourself in that context because you wanted to learn and you wanted to network. You wanted to expose yourself to new people. And I think there's a lot of people in this industry that probably hold themselves back from doing that kind of stuff because they Mm -hmm. figure like, I'm not in the right role. I'm not a regional. I'm not a person in any kind of leadership capacity, but we're all leaders and we're all in a place where if you want to move up in your job or into new jobs or in new experiences, you have to expose yourself to people because the more you do that and the more they get their perception of you, right, of how you're presenting yourself, the more opportunities you actually get Uh, because somebody just shared something about being lucky recently that I saw Mm -hmm. and the idea of Are you really lucky or are you just aware of opportunities and then actually jump on them and take a leap of faith and do it? Because just like you, 
you haven't done a talk like this. You haven't been live. You haven't been on a podcast or anything like that, but you're like, let's do this. Exactly. Just seeing yourself as somebody, I have something of value to share with other people and I want to take this opportunity because it's there. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. The other E, like I keep giving these E's. And yeah, that's good. So I, I thought about environment. Like I'm constantly, once we knew this was going to happen, I'm just thinking all day, every day. And so environment popped up also engagement. So environment, like I said, I'm thinking as a real estate developer now, like just constantly getting that frame of mind. So the built environment, but now the three E's contribute to your either my or the person you're helping out a mental environment, like you're building a healthy ecosystem environment for that person to thrive in. So when they are in the room and they feel like I have no idea what the DO is, director of operations, I don't know what a LOI is, letter of intent, but they are okay with being in there because you you help them build a healthy environment for themselves mentally so that it's okay to be in there and not know. And now they're more willing to engage because a lot of times people have amazing ideas for the entire corporation or company. And they might be scared to even email it because I don't know if I'm qualified to do it. Right. Or if you do send it, sometimes you won't ever hear from somebody who you send it to. That's just the way it is sometimes, but don't give up on the idea, right? So mm -hmm. you want to help build a healthy environment out of those education, exposure, and experiences. And then you also want to help them engage because they can come up with things that can transform the company and make sure that they understand that they're the ones who did it, even though it might get curtailed a little bit, but because that'll take them, you never know how far that'll take them. It's a great way to have a mentality to be a leader and to give people opportunities and exposure and to not apply it just to yourself, but apply it to other people so that they also have those same opportunities to move up in, in this industry. Exactly. So now that you've been here a while in this industry, wh where do you see yourself going? What's your next steps? What are you excited about for the future? Simply development and ownership and investment. So do you someday want to be an owner of multifamily and things like that? Or what are your... Yeah. So ownership as far as multifamily, because I have my background, mm -hmm. extensive background in that from 2004. Ownership, understanding all the way from the maintenance side grounds to, to to operations to acquisitions and now the new ecosystem environment i'm building for myself for the investment side being able to do a performer put those things together financial modeling analysis and those things so when you it's simple like i try to make it simple for myself to keep it keep it simple so you're not putting so much on top of it so if you ask me it will be development literally from the ground up in multifamily or how I can help build a better environment from where I'm from, far east side of Indianapolis. And then also ownership. To me, you know, I learned ownership. I, I don't even know how to go any further about that. Like those things, sometimes you might have to explain to somebody, but like ownership, some type of ownership as well as investment. So development, ownership, investment. And like I said, that's just a piece of the pie but I'm always going to have that piece of the pie for somebody that I know who to this day is like wondering what, when, how, where should I be doing? And, but I, this is what I think I want to do. And somebody's going to be there for me to help mentor or help just give an experience. It doesn't have to be a mentor over time. It could be a one-time meeting. It could be how many times we need to meet to make sure that you still on track on what you want to do. So that piece of the pie will never go away. 
And I'm always going to be looking for somebody to mentor me because I know how far I can take you. So that's my mind frame right now. Awesome. I look forward to getting an update of where you're at in yes. the next months and years. And maybe we can have another boss talk and check in. But I'm really glad that you did take that step of reaching out and saying, I want to do this because uh, I gained a lot from what you shared. And I know others will too. Wayne, you're a boss. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Boss Talks podcast. If you would like to be a guest on the show, please reach out via email at info at communityboss.com. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to like, share, and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. You can also watch the podcast live every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Community Boss LinkedIn or Facebook pages. Until next time, manage like a boss.